Good morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful to come before you today. We're grateful for your faithfulness, for your power and your presence and your spirit, God.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. Truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ have mercy.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together the collect. O God, from whom all good proceeds, grant that by your inspiration we may think those things that are right and by your merciful guiding may do them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. This morning's first reading comes from Genesis chapter 3. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, You are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is psalm number one, and we'll say it responsively by the asterisk. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. The ungodly are not so. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. This morning's second reading comes from 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written... 
I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus, and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things that which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 3, beginning at verse 20. Then the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when Jesus' own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. So Jesus called them to himself and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. Assuredly, I say to you, all sins would be forgiven, the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation, because they said he has an unclean spirit. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Lord, we are thankful to be here. I've got an interesting message. As Lewis was, Father Lewis was mentioning out there, he goes, Boy, it's a shame you got these scriptures. You almost got nothing to preach from. Yeah, right. 
There's so much in here. I'm going to try to keep it under an hour. I hope you don't mind. Actually, what's funny and what I'm praying, and the reason I prayed that, is I've got all these pages of notes. I'm trying to stay on the page. But you know my tendency is to go off the page, off the script a little bit. So just hang on and see how it goes. Today's gospel message is very interesting. It's an account of Jesus. He's just started his ministry. Um, got out, was baptized, went out into the wilderness, came back uh, with the Holy Spirit and power and this anointing on him. And he's, he's preaching the kingdom of God. And he starts to do things, right? And right now we're at a point where, um, and I'll just read this just briefly here. We, we heard it before, but just to make sure you got it. The multitude came together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. They were so popular, Jesus' teaching was so popular that they were, the crowds were thronging around him. So they couldn't even stop to eat. It was like they were just bombarded with people everywhere. You know, you've seen movie stars or sports stars or whatever, and they just get bombarded with all the people, all the crowds trying to. Well, this is what's happening with Jesus, right? And what's interesting is the reaction from, one, his family and the religious leaders. And it's just it's just astounding. I'm reading this. I'm thinking, what in the heck is going on? His family is thinking, and the, you see it at the end of Mark, that it is his family, his mom and his brothers. And they're trying to apprehend him and try to pull him out of this crowd because they think he's lost his mind. He's out of his He's crazy. What is going on? He's crazy. They try to pull him out of this, right? He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, but his family reacts this way. And they were... I, one of the, the uh, commentators said that, he's, that they were about 20 miles away. They actually walked, you know, a full day's journey to try to go get him to figure out what's going on. And then the other reaction was from the scribes, the religious leaders. And they're freaking out, and they're like, he's got Beelzebub. He's got the devil in him. The only reason he's able to cast out demons is because he's got the prince of demons in him, right? They're accusing him, and Jesus later talks about this being the... Uh, uh, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, you know, taking what obviously the Holy Spirit is doing it, and they're calling it from the spirit of the devil, uh, which is a bad, big, big no-no. And this, this reaction, it was just so strong. And Jesus speaks to it right away. And he goes, I mean, it exposes the, the, the folly of what they're saying. And he goes, you know, if, uh, if the devil's casting out devils, it's, you know, a house divided cannot stand. I mean, he just destroys them. And then he says, and here, this is great. I just realized this while I was sitting over there listening to Phil read it. And he says, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. And I'm sitting back there, I'm thinking, well, this is why he's getting such a strong reaction. Jesus has gone in, and he has bound the strong man, and he is plundering the goods. He's taking back the people the devil has stolen. He's delivering them from, you know, what is it that he was doing? Speaking the gospel. He's healing the sick. The lame are walking. The deaf can hear. The dumb can speak. He's casting out demons. He's going in and taking names. He's binding the strong man and plundering his goods. We'll say it that way. There's other ways we said it in the Marine Corps. We probably shouldn't say that here. But that's what he's doing. He has gone on the offensive, and he is scared the devil. Because all of a sudden, he's speaking with authority. None of the tricks work. He's not afraid. He's not bowing down. His family didn't have evil intent. They just didn't understand. It, it reminded me of Peter. Remember, Jesus asked him, who do, who do the people say that I am? Oh, John the Baptist or a prophet. Who do you say that I am? And Peter stands up and goes, 
You are the Christ. You're the Messiah. Well done, Peter. Good job. On that, I'm going to build my kingdom, build this church. Peter's pretty good now, right? He's heard from God. He's, he's got it right. Got that one right. <laughs> All the disciples are like, wow, Peter did good finally. But then the next passage, Jesus starts to tell them what's going on, that he's going to be arrested, crucified, he's going to die, and Peter corrects him because Peter knows what's going on. And he has to say, get behind me, Satan. Peter didn't mean evil by that, but he had fallen into the trap. And that's what happens here. There's traps that the enemy lays for us, and we have to be careful. Jesus' mom and his family had fallen into a trap. A little, it was a simple thing. Oh, he's obviously lost his mind. But the same thing, not that you know, Jesus didn't tell him to get behind me, Satan. What he said was, my mother and my brother are those who do my will. And he says that in the passage right after uh, where Phil stopped right here. But it's just interesting, and, and I, I was thinking about this. What Jesus was doing, and it says it in Acts 10.38, he was doing good and he was healing those oppressed by the devil. Right? This is what he was doing. Everything he was doing was good stuff, taking back that land, taking back that uh, uh, area that the enemy had stolen, the people that the enemy had stolen. And in 1 John 3.8, it says that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus had gone on the offensive to destroy the works of the devil. So I was thinking about that, and I go, well, how, does that, how does that apply to us? And the reality is, and, and I've, I've preached on this before, but it's, it's a, a foundational belief that you have to understand. Every one of you were born into a world at war. We are at war right now, every one of us. It's a war between good and evil, between right and wrong, darkness and light. Um, And here's the hard part. There are no spectators in this war. There are no bench warmers. You can't sit this one out. Every one of you are in war right now. It's a war for your soul. Jesus said in John 10.10, and he goes, the enemy only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. This is the war that's going on for our souls, every one of us, for our children, for our neighbors. This is the war that's happening right now. And one of the scriptures that's just so powerful for me is uh, when Jesus was talking and he goes, he who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters. At that point, he says, you can't sit this one out. And in this warfare, Jesus has gone on the attack, and the enemy has just reacted heavily. Well, we've got to expect the same thing is going to happen here. In Ephesians 6.12, remember this. In this warfare, and even in the midst of what Jesus was doing, even against the religious leaders, you've got to remember what St. Paul says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's why it caused such an impact. Jesus wasn't trying to take over the scribe's job. He wasn't trying to go up there and become a religious leader. He was attacking something else. We wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Guys, that's what we are fighting against. We're not fighting against people. We need to have compassion on the people that are out there because there's a lot of people that are deceived. There's a lot of people who don't get it. 
who think that, oh, I'm, I'm just going to stay out of the way here, I'm, or they believe a lot of the lies. We know that there are some people who are against the church. Um, but even those people, they're not our enemies. It's the spiritual forces behind them. And we need to pray for them. That's why I said pray for your enemies. You need to pray for these people that they get it. And in the midst of this warfare, which started back in Genesis, if you remember the first lesson, you know, the Lord says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between the serpent and the woman. That enmity started. That's when the war started for us. But he said, the seed, the woman's seed will crush your head, will bruise your head, and he'll bruise your heel. Well, that's Jesus right now in this gospel lesson starting to crush the head. So, of course, the snake's going to squirm, <laughs> and he's going to bite and lash out, and he's going to do everything he can. So, anyway, this is the battle that's going on, and you have to remember something else. And I've tried to tell this to my kids and stuff. The enemy is always against you. He is never for you. And he's never going to take a break. If there is something inside of darkness that is attractive, you have to know that it's a trap. It's a lure. It's something to pull you into what is going to be death and destruction. I was just talking recently to a friend who had um, received this, this crystal. This little thing is a, from a friend, and they thought it was really pretty. It was like jewelry or whatever. And the impact, as soon as she brought it into her house, was just incredibly, it was like night and day. The thoughts, she couldn't even think clearly. She had a fog about her. She couldn't figure this out. She said, I, it was like suicidal thoughts. It was terrible. It was like this, what is going on? And finally, she thought, and she got the crystal out of the house, and she was like, the fog cleared immediately. It was just like so obvious what was going on, right? The enemy will use anything and everything he can. And he doesn't play nice. He doesn't play fair. But fortunately, if you read, listened to the songs and sang along, we have the victory already. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And I have used that scripture over and over again when I felt fearful, whenever I felt doubt, whenever I feel like this is just not working, there's too much against me. And you remember that scripture? And it was from, it's a scripture, but I learned it in a children's video <laughs> when I was in college. It was a little kid's video, and, and the guy's trying to teach the kids, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And it just stuck with me. But it's the promise that God's given us that he has overcome the enemy. We already have the victory. We just have to do the fight. Now, how do we do this good fight? How do we walk this good fight? Psalm 1 today was a very good picture, a good starting point. All right? <clears throat> Blessed is the man. Okay, that's what we want to be. We want to be blessed. That's life, remember? Cursed is death, blessed is life. We want to be blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not stand in the path of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. These are things you can always use. Whoever you're around or whatever you're watching on TV or movies or whatever you're reading, if it comes up with it's ungodly or sinful or scornful you need to recognize that okay there's a problem here if the people you're hanging around are are a part of this you need to maybe stop and think maybe i need to change who i'm hanging out with for my kids that's always hard because they have all these friends and they bring them in and usually it's the mom she discerns it really quick and she goes 
yeah, I don't think you should hang out with that one. You know, and the kids are like, why? Well, she discerns something in that that ties in with this Psalm 1. If you remember last week, Jesus, uh, um, last week when Jesse was preaching, and he talked about, are you willing to obey Jesus? Remember that last question that was asked, are you willing to obey Jesus? And, and I'm sure that almost everybody in here thought, yeah, I'm willing to obey the Lord. I'm willing to obey him. Now, I heard a funny story from a good friend of mine who was talking about his marriage. And he said, you know, 30 years ago when we got married, we made a decision. My wife would make all the little decisions and I would make all the big decisions. But this is great. This will be easy. And he said, it's worked really well for me. In 30 years, I've never had to make a decision. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I, um, well, here's the question. If you say you're willing to hear God, are you saying, I'm willing to obey God whenever I hear that burning, burning bush tell me to do something? As soon as I see that burning bush and I hear the audible voice of God, you got it. I'll hear. I'll obey. I'll do exactly what he said. But what about day to day? Are you willing to obey the voice of the Lord every day? Are you seeking out the voice of the Lord? Are you asking God for direction in your life? Yeah, there's some small decisions. Am I going to wear red today or am I going to wear blue? That decision, you probably don't have to wait for the Lord to tell you. I know the Lord's already told me I have to wear blue. That's my color. Lewis, Lewis's color is red. It's a private joke. Uh, but go Navy. Um, but on decisions where it matters, ask the Lord. Be willing to ask. Knowing that if he's got an opinion about this, and a lot of times he does, a lot of times it matters, then ask him. And then be willing to obey. And sometimes you're not going to like the answer. Sometimes you're going to have to lay something down. You're going to have to die to something. But that's okay. Because it's the Lord who knows what's best for you. And you've got to just trust in him. That's what it is. It's just trusting in the Lord. But the battle is walking out that trust. Asking God for questions, for those kind of directions, and then being willing to obey. Another way that helps, verse 3 of Psalm 1. You need to be like a tree, planted by streams of water, rivers of living water. It says, bless you. You need to be like that tree, be willing to stand firm, stand firm in your faith. And that tree, if you remember, he says, that his leaf never withers. He always bears fruit in season, and everything he does prospers. What's the opposite of the tree planted by the rivers of living water? You want to be a, a, a scrub brush out in the desert with no roots? Become tumbleweed, tossed to and fro by whatever winds of doctrine you hear? There is no fruit in that. There's only death. And you don't see it immediately. The tree doesn't bear fruit the first day you plant it takes time to grow it up, push those roots deep. And if you remember the New Testament lesson today, which I thought was very powerful, talks about we have the spirit of Christ and our inward man is being renewed day by day. This is the promise that we have, that we have the spirit of God in us. In this battle that we fight on a day-to-day -day basis, even the little things matter. There's a quote that I found, and I'm hoping this really is from C.S. Lewis. I'm going to say it is from mere Christianity, but I did. I forgot to check. I was standing here and I thought, 
oh, I should have checked to make sure this really was a quote. Because I've quoted sometimes that, you know, on the Internet, you can believe anything you read, right? So I was hoping this is. But if uh, Katie will put it up for us. This is a quote from C.S. Lewis. If you have to remember, was a, uh, just a great theologian who was in England at the time of World War II. There is a war going on right then. And so the language that he uses ties into it. He says, good and evil both increase at compound interest. That is why the little decisions you and I make every day are of such infinite importance. The smallest good act today is the capture of a strategic point from which a few months later you may be able to go on to victories you never dreamed of. And then on the opposite side, an apparently trivial indulgence in lust or anger today is the loss of a ridge or a railway line or a bridgehead from which the enemy may launch an attack otherwise impossible. Jesus says, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word. Actually, that was in, I think St. Paul said that. But Jesus told him to say it. Every idle word. That means little things matter. The little things you do on a day-to-day basis. If you remember in Psalm 1, it says, The blessed man is he who meditates on the law of the Lord every day. Meditates on the law. Not just the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's good enough, right? The two law summary, you know, love Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. Love the neighbors yourself. You can meditate on that, and you'll get a lot. But the Bible has so much in there that tells you how to do that. That gives you the weapons for the battle. It helps you to stand strong. It helps you to discern the truth. There's craziness out there around us today. True craziness. Not like what they were accusing Jesus of. He was doing what was right. But there is true craziness out there. And I, we could talk about it another time, but, you know, the, the critical race theory, the transgenderism. I mean, look at all the shootings that's going on. How in the, that just doesn't make sense. Why is there so much? Well, you think about it. How many millions of babies have been aborted? You think that spirit of murder has got a toehold or a stronghold in our society right now? It has nothing to do with guns. It has to do with the spirit behind it, the spirit of murder. You can take all the guns away, and that spirit of murder is going to find a way. You see it happening over in England. Guys, there's craziness out there, and you've got to do your warfare to stand against it. Stand strong, but be, but, but be sure of this. The victory is ours. God wants to deliver you from the wiles of the enemy. And he wants, to, he wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family. So continue to stand strong. And just remember that God loves you. And he doesn't hold your mistakes against you. He's forgiven you. He throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. So don't let your past hold you back. If you get knocked down, stand back up. Forget to pray today, pray tomorrow. And I'm speaking to myself because <laughs> I have forgotten many a time and made many a mistake. And God just keeps saying, stand back up. You're going to make it. Amen. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things, visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, 
very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic church, and we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you that your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. They may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble that they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, that light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and ask that you would fulfill and complete all our prayers, not as we ask for desire, Lord, but as you know what is good for us. This we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet one another with the peace of the Lord. Good morning. All right. Well, uh, summer is here. Memorial Day came, and summer is here with a vengeance. It's very busy. We have to thank the graduates for uh, giving us an excuse to party and go out to eat and whatever else. But uh, congratulations to all those who graduated here. And uh, we got a few things going on, just a couple announcements for, uh, like, the life of our church. Just uh, the stuff that we do, the ministries that we do. Um, We're getting, uh, we got the garage sale. 
next week. So if you've got donations to make, you've got one more week to make them, get your stuff, stuff here. Yeah. Bring the good stuff. Yeah, bring the stuff that will sell for a lot. <laughs> right, Kelly? <laughs> Clear your garages out. You've got one more week to get the stuff in. Uh, secondly, we're going to start doing our Sunday ministries again. We're talking, uh, we're getting a schedule for the readers. We're getting a schedule for the altar servers, uh, Sunday school teachers, Sunday nursery school. workers, all that's nursery. there. I've awesome. got clipboards in the back. Um, we want to get on this this summer and get back into doing this stuff. Um, you know, there's we could do it different ways. There's all kinds of ideas out there. But the idea here this morning and what we talked about is we want to just get it started, get mm -hmm. back into it, get back on the horse, start doing it again. Right. Um, so that's, that's what's coming up here. We have a few other things, but just for this afternoon, so I don't give you a million things, <laughs> uh, we've got a big stack of boxes out here from the food ministry. And if there's some guys who can help us, we need to get it all into the dumpster because the, uh, mm. because the, the trash truck's coming on Monday. So if we need a little assistance with that, talk to Phil, uh, and we'll just hopefully do that. It'll take us five minutes, but some guys can uh, volunteer for that. Amen? Amen. Amen. And to wrap up what Eric was saying about uh, the rummage sale, if you have like an old BMW laying around or you have, you know, anything like that, feel free to just make that <laughs> donation and we'll take care of, take care of that for you. Also, uh, Debbie Tanner's here. Debbie Tanner. Debbie Tanner and her family's here. Very glad to have her out here. It's been, it's been nice. All right, well, let's pray. As we prepare to celebrate, receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come. Because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in them in their unending hymn of praise. Holy. the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted. He took bread, he gave you thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Maria, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Kyle, Kyla, the McGirt family, Gavin, Shane, Jean, the Marines and sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces. You can pray for those. You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper.
Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. As you got from this place, always remember the gospel, that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself and not counting your sins against you. God loves you. God has forgiven you. God will never leave you or forsake you. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen. Amen.